0: Blob Talk Radio
1: Jonah, I'm confused. Yeah, what's your deal? Why don't you shave? What's yeah, yeah, that too. But I thought giant monsters came from Japan, not Denmark. Well, Asia clearly has the most monster credibility, but there's a beautifully diverse array of global <laughs> monsters all over the planet. Mm. Explain, preferably through rap. Oh, all right, if you insist. Reptilicus is silly, but he really illustrates the great array of monsters all over the place. Not just in Japan, but across the planet. An A to Z gamut or gargantuan panoply. Example, please. When oh, name a land. Belize. Oh, geez. Easy peasy. Mesa, maze. Seeing the Yucatan, you can meet El Cadejo and believe they believe in him, they're not afraid to say so. Scotland. Nessie's living up in a lot. How about Poland? A scary scare crow named butt. Huh. So it's not just Godzilla. Well, duh, Crow. There's a lot that could kill you. Hey. Tom. Sorry, Crow. Okay. Crow. Joe. Yo, Jonah. How's the chorus go? Every country has a monster they're afraid of in a nation. Every monster has a country Yes, yeah, the station they call their home. Sleeving, glouting, Crobin. What turned the mustard's guts to spaghetti? was it it a bet? Yep. I bet he met a yeti. Australia? will bears will impale ya. Then Australia hella touristy paraphernalia. Trooper is chewing up cattle down in Mexico. Del Geek's horns gore Battle battling a Navajo. Congo's Kongo motto is a mongo flying dino. I know I don't want to die, but when I do, he'll be the guy. Whoa! So, Crow. Servo. Ready to go? starts Crow is a monster from Luxembourg. <laughs> who's actually the size of Luxembourg. He crushed the whole country of Luxembourg. Because he is the, the size of Luxembourg. Luxembourg. He's just got mummies like Toot and Common. Leprechaun on Milan and Boston Common. If has got the hang of it, the song's really kicking. Chickeny china, china the Chinese chicken. chicken. By that, I mean Zhu Fang and Peng. Hmm. Giant Chinese birds. And oh. one of them yeah, yeah. turns into a fish. Anyway the news killer shrews in the loop guru, Baba Yaga, Joroguru, and the impundulu. Now you guys realize the surprising size of all the worldwide daikaiju. Every country has a monster they're afraid of in their nation. Every monster That's has a country. That's Canada. That a station they call their home. the all the Every country. Canada monster monsters, they're, they're a trailer in their nation, with 13. 13 every monster, have the country, yeah we've got movie time.
2: Welcome to another edition of Archivist Best on Sexy, which a podcast from the Geek Girls' perspective, and I am the head hauntress. Uh, this is actually was supposed to be our two-year anniversary episode. Uh, our second to last, our last episode in April is always our anniversary episode. So, uh, really, things, yeah. So, but things have and, and it was. It's actually a really good show tonight, guys. Um, please stay with it um, We are going to do the full show The show always must go on and, uh, But unfortunately We took a hit A huge hit not, not um, In our friends and community Over the weekend and, um, So stay with us And at 10.30 we're going to do a, a preview of Chiller Theater But we're also going to talk about My friend Dr. Terror um, Who passed away over the weekend um, To you in sarcoma Uh, It it was a a terrible, tragic thing, and uh, we're all still a little bit in shock about it, but first things first, let me introduce my sexy witches and talk about all the stuff we're going to do before we uh, turn off the fun and, and talk a little more seriously than we usually do on this show. Um, My uh, sexy witch co-host tonight, she's residing in Clifton Forge, Virginia. She's a regular East Coast horror con circuit and my partner in crime. She's a horror fan, self-rehead, Marvel Universe fan, and uh, she's also a featured zombie in Plan 9 from Outer Space Remake. Please welcome to the show my sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing, sweetie?
3: I'm doing quite well today, actually.
2: Well, that's good. Um, I was doing fine until we went on air. well, actually I wasn't. Um we've been ha I've been having technical difficulties all day with the show. I almost didn't get it up. But um uh <clears throat> once we went on air, all of a sudden I got super emotional just now. So I'm hoping I can make it through tonight. But I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it. I mean, I've I, I've been through just uh, anyway, that, that's we'll what your special coffee's for. Well, believe it or not, I walked over to the kitchen and grabbed my coffee, so I'm that's what I thought right
4: <laughs>
2: um so um, so uh great, uh, so you know at nine thirty we are we'll have um Air, dollar bin Eric Polk will come on, and my cousin the LA the RLA correspondent. Aaron Cogan, he's the sexy warlock of Orange County. They're going to come on, and we're going to all do a deep dive on Mystery Science Theater 3000 because, of course, it dropped on the 14th, and all of us. And I completely spaced. And you completely spaced, like I did. I I need to like give myself 50
3: lashes with a wet noodle because.
2: This, I can't this, believe it was I supposed did that. to be the jewel in the crown episode, and now it's going to be a very I odd know, I'm an episode. Idiot. Well, no, it's okay. You my only excuse
3: is that I just got caught up rewatching True Blood with my kids because I'm introducing them to it, and and yeah, well, I just I
2: mean, yep lost it. <laughs> oh, I finally saw Legends of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgard, and it kicks total ass. Loved it. Oh good. My, my, it mom said, so my mom said my mom said it was good too,
3: but I haven't watched yeah. it yet.
2: No, it's on it's on HBO right now. Uh, HBO Go, and if you want to cheer yourself up and and have beautiful yeah. Suicide oh, Squad totally also Pixar. just dropped. Yeah, well, those both star the same chick. You know that's so uh, you know that's Harley Quinn. Exactly. So movies. I might do them.
3: I might so, do them as a double feature. <laughs> yeah. Watch uh, Legends oh. of Tarzan and Suicide Squad.
2: One has no right to be good and and is great, and the other one should be good and is nowhere as good as it should be. You know, it's very you, you exactly. Those are, um, but anyway, uh, so, I'm pretty sure I so already then, know. So either way, you can still join us for because you actually at least know the show and you've seen earlier episodes because we're going to talk about it all, the our favorite hosts and oh, the absolutely. I used the to watch
3: MS3TK religiously. That was my every weekend. I mean, it was everything. That entails from the Crypt.
2: Saturday afternoon, I sat my butt down for almost three hours on Comedy Central and did nothing but watch two things, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Absolutely Fabulous. That was my afternoon for years. <laughs> and So, I, uh, those shows really shaped my geekdom. And Mystery Science Theater 3000 was one of those shows that, oh my god, I loved it so much that because I had actually seen most of the movies before I saw it, and, and a true film geek doesn't need the mystery Science theater three thousand filter, but I no, absolutely
3: filter, not it helps you should be able but to,
2: well, yes and no, if you're a true film geek, you should watch a really bad film on its own terms sometimes. you just gotta do it well you know I you know? love bad films, <laughs> yeah, you know? no, not campy, I mean, just like <laughs> awful, awful. Movies. You know, like bad everything. What not to do in a movie? Like even worse than The Room. You know. Now, before we go into Mr. Science Theater for these thousand, because we still have a little, little time before our our guests come on. Um, well, this was supposed to actually be a recap. This is going to be one of these episodes, ladies and gentlemen. It was supposed to be a recap of Cinema Wasteland. Bonnie Pavoni, my sexy vampire witch of the north, went there, and but I just girl got sick. Music. I got a note that she said I just, and this was 848, so right before the show, just awoke from a deep nap, sick tonight, but then she's gone. I said, just went live, you're scheduled to be first, going to make it, because I'm trying to, like, say, hey, I need to fill the hole. You know, I need to know, am I going to fill this hole or not? Actually, I had prepared for a hole filler, and it was just coincidence that I did it, because I wasn't planning doing a community calendar tonight at all. Because of what's going on at the end of this episode, but I put one together because the truth is, this is like the peaking. It's starting like fandom season, starting to peak. All the hottest uh, media conventions start about now, and I'll go oh, all Oh, absolutely! I you. mean, we're getting ready yeah. to get our
3: spring stuff going, um, our summer yeah. blockbuster.
2: So you know, so um, so I am. Uh, let's go ahead and do a community calendar at the top of the show not a very big one, it's a small one, It'll probably still enough space to get us to uh, to the Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm-hmm. episode, but um, uh, you know, and if Bonnie calls in, we'll let her, you know, take over for a few minutes and talk about Wasteland, because it was supposed to be a pretty good show this year, so all right, so let me go, and I, I, I'm glad I grabbed it, let me go get my community calendar bag, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. It's not a huge bag, but it's a significant bag. And what I mean, a significant bag, there's some heavy hitters in this bag and some really big stuff. And so let's talk a little bit about it. And yeah, right there is quite a it. bit going on. Yep. First thing I'm going to talk about happens tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon at 7 or 8 o'clock, depending on what uh, time zone you're in the Events is repeating the Doctor Who premiere in the theaters. They did it over the weekend. Oh. It was actually hugely popular, hugely popular, and um, they, they're doing a repeat No, my sister definitely so. watched that. Yeah, so if you missed it, um, there's your chance to see it in the theaters. And this is, of course, the swan song for Peter Cabaldi, and we're still talking about who... Is gonna replace him, and right now that the, the they banted around Michael Hatch, I think they said his name was, uh, but I didn't recognize the guy they were talking about, so I, I don't know, um, so we'll have to see. But so um, if you want to go see Doctor Who's premiere in the theaters instead of waiting for television, that's tomorrow at um, four on uh, Wednesday afternoon after work. So uh, of course this weekend starts like the hardcore horror peak season, and it continues through July all the way up to where we peep out at Scares That Cares in Williamsburg, Virginia. This one is probably the biggest. It's kind of interesting because they had one so recently because of what happened. Um, spooky Movie in Orlando drops So um, is this weekend. And what's funny about this is I don't know if you remember, Aaron, that Spooky Movie has two... So they have the spring show and then they have the uh Yeah, they have spring Halloween and fall. Show. But the fall show was rained out by a hurricane. Do you remember that? Yep. And so they did Yeah, it. that's
3: uh because they that was the first show I think that the stranger thing kids were ever supposed to go to in the yeah, hurricane. And
2: that's right. And they had all of them including 11 uh, and uh, But they did repeat They did do it They did it in Christmas time Which made some awesome Christmas fusion cosplay That was just delightful to see On the on. a lot of Krampus It was really really cool uh, So, But Spooky Movie is happening This weekend And let's see What headliners does Spooky Movie have Oh I can't find it You know you think I'd be more prepared It's going to be one of those nights girls <laughs> Do you want me you know, to look it gonna, up I'm looking it up. I got it. I got it. For some reason, my link ain't working. None of my links are working. Spooky Spooky
3: Empire.
2: Empire. Spooky Empire. Not Spooky Movie. Spooky Empire. Spooky Movie is the film festival near me. I I always mess those two names up because they're too close to each other. But Spooky Empire is the convention in Florida. That's what I meant if I didn't say it right earlier. I have no idea. Like I said, it's going to be one of these nights. But okay. So, the headliner is actually someone I would die to meet. He is on my bucket list, and that's Malcolm McDowell. Um, you know, oh, who else he's delightful. Behind, you know? I love him. Yeah. And, um, I got and, to meet him uh, at that yeah. monster last year. You also have John Cusack, or no, I'm sorry, not John Cusack, John Cusack.
3: Um, yeah. uh, D Snyder, Joan Cusack. Yeah. I thought Joan was supposed him. to be there.
2: Uh huh. Yep. Dee Snyder of uh, Twisted Sister, Ernie Hudson of Ghostbusters. Um, you also have, um, uh, where is Kane Hodder? Uh, he's there <laughs> this weekend. A um, couple of the Stranger Things kids, uh, Victoria Price and Lloyd Kaufman, who have been traveling together.
1: Uh, you know, Alex
2: Vincent from uh, Child's Play. So it's a pretty big lineup. It sounds a lot of fun. I believe Twisted Sister is performing, or somebody's performing. Oh, you know, really? Maybe it's D. Yeah, I mean, it might just be D. I don't know the whole schedule, but uh, I, you know. But well, he Tyler did come May- out
3: with the uh, with the acoustic "We're Not Gonna Take It" version for like uh, children cancer research. I think.
2: Yeah, well, he's definitely there. Actually, Dean Snyder is awesome because um, he, you know, uh, my de- my husband. Holy crap. Started- now that I
3: think about it, what if Spooky is where uh, they premiere the new movie?
2: Which new movie, do you think?
3: Adam Green. Because you know oh. Adam Green didn't announce coming until, like, the day before.
2: Yeah, no, well, you know, he's got a movie in the works, and so did Daryl and Bozeman. They both had new movies that they were finishing up. Ah, you know, I've been kind of, like, chewing myself, waiting for these two films to drop, because we know they're coming. So.
3: Oh, yeah. But you know Anyways. these East Coasts, this season is when he's going to do it, and it's going to be at one of these shows. And if D is there, he usually does it in pairs with uh, people that he works with. D and Kane are both there. So,
2: so great. Uh, Spooky Empire, go see. It. If you miss it this spring, it, it repeats again in uh, in uh, October. But a lot of people I know go to both shows in Orlando because they just love this. Uh, they love the Spooky Empire brand. So go check it out. Uh, Now, jumping on to, um, and I apologize for messing up the name earlier. (laughs) Okay, so uh, 423, which is a couple of days from now, another special screening. This one's actually pretty cool. Um, TMC Big Screen Classics presents the 50th anniversary of The Graduate, which is one of my favorite movies, and um, it's at um, 423 and it repeats at 426. And it's a 4K restoration, so it's gonna look gorgeous. The movie is beautiful, anyways. There's, it, this movie is really important to me. I, I, I first time I saw it, I wasn't even paying attention to it. We were like, I was dry shaving my friend who was about to have a photo shoot. At the what was happening? <laughs> so, and all of us just stopped what we were doing and watched the film because it was just that good. So, uh, I have a lot of fond memories of that. So, have you ever seen *The Graduate* with Aaron? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I love it. I, I used to, I, I I I
3: watched a ton of movies like that on TCM and um. What was the other one? Not A and E. AMC before they went to playing shows and stuff like that. I used well, to watch a ton of old movies.
2: Well, TC, uh, well, uh, The Graduate looks great on the big screen. It's absolutely gorgeous. And even if you've never seen it, just watching it on the big screen, you can see why it has influenced, like, a thousand filmmakers. So,
3: When uh, were they doing the North by Northwest screenings, or did that already pass? Uh,
2: That already happened. That happened last week Uh, or last month. Crap. So... um, Now, here's a small thing, and it makes me happy. Uh, 424, um, that's starting to push on the next week. Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, finally has a very limited Blu-ray drop. And we're all really excited about it. This really weird German boutique label is dropping copies that are going to be able to be played uh, without region issues. So, nice. And there's a few of us that really want this movie, and we really want it on Blu-ray. So I'm going to fork out a couple bucks to get this. Sure. So, um, so look for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I love Elvira anyways. I've always loved Elvira. My dad and I went to see this movie in the theaters. And everyone was like, that's terrible. And we're like, were you watching the same film? That was hysterical.
1: You know, and
2: it turns out my husband was watching the film, too, and he loved it. So that was pretty awesome. So we, I, I love that movie. I'm really happy about it. And I got to ask Elvira at Days of the Dead last year about it. And that was really awesome. She told me about the big final dance number. I wanted, I've always wanted to know how that happened and like how how good is the tassel? But like, it's a really and she she went into it. it. She said she was sick and she had to beg, and it was really a great story. And I I might have told them it before, but I'll tell it again another time. So that's a really good story. But anyway, Elvira is awesome, Cassandra Peterson. Uh, now, also on 426, it's something called Alien Day. Have you heard about this yet? It's like... Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, it's a promotional thing for... um, Yeah, last year Mondo uh, released... Alien Covenant, right? I think it's Alien Covenant,
3: right? Yeah, but they have it it like yearly now. Last year Mondo did like some special release posters and stuff like that.
2: Well, so four twenty uh, 426 is Alien Day, and Alien Covenant fan events is happening all over the country. Um, so uh, that includes, and I can read some of this stuff, a live streaming event from Fox Studios in L.A. Uh, there's going to be a global one-night screening of 1979's Alien, and they're going to follow really? up with Prometheus. Yeah, and they're following up oh, with Oh, I want to go see that then. So you can then. watch those. Yeah. And when then you the- can watch... I think you can watch all three of them too, if you time it right. Really? Like, you watch, yeah. So, because um, I did that with
3: Batman. Movies. I mean, to be able to watch movies like that back to back in theaters is spectacular. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they're also doing something called the Mother of Alien Trivia Challenges. Fox will unveil a new quiz every four hours, twenty-six minutes. Fans will answer series rapid-fire questions for a chance to win. VIP trip to Ridley Scott's upcoming imprint ceremony at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood, and in, incredible prizes. Ooh. So, you know, this is promotional bullshit, but it sounds cool. And then there's a fan art contest as well. So, uh, you know, this is all on the 26th, and if you're really into the xenomorphs, I can see why someone would actually totally be on board with this. I am not so much oh, on yeah. board with this movie. I, 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 Prometheus left me cold. Um, I I thought there was moments in the film that were brilliant and but the moments that were stupid totally took away from anything that was brilliant. Um <laughs> so I I I had issues with with him with <laughs> big time. You know, it's not a great I film went and now. saw it with my
3: brother and sister and no, I really got it, you know, the the whole backstory oh, and how A oh, came I'm to not, be no, and no, 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 I mean I'm it was not fascinating about to me.
2: That. That part was all, duh. I actually still don't understand why that film is considered confusing. Because if there's nothing in it, that is confusing. I actually think the story makes total sense. The backstory makes total sense. I thought it was laid out out quite well. Yeah, a lot of people were confused by the movie. No, that's not the issues I had with it. Uh, it. It was more about the characters and their choices. I mean, there were really questionable choices in that movie. I was like, well, okay. humans are
3: questionable
2: people. Yeah, but they're <laughs> supposed to be scientists for crying out loud. They're supposed to know better, you know what I'm saying? And they don't, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's uh, but but the new movie is coming out and and, and it's gonna have some xenomorph, xenomorph action. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm so, excited. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people are, and I actually, I'm not saying that that Prometheus was a shit storm. I don't think it was. <laughs> I just think it was just extremely flawed. Extremely flawed and and extremely questionable and and I I really want to know like had the person who wrote that script known anything about science fiction or science actually in his life but that's another question I could have wrote better science and some of that and I'm not talking about the creation science I'm talking about the humans and their jobs so uh, so uh, the 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 actual backstory science was a little bit of research goes a long way. Yeah, the, the the backstory was fine. I had no issues with backstory. Anyway, so we move forward in time, and uh, we're going to go all the way to May 4th. May the 4th be with you. We're not going to talk about all the wonderful things that happens on May the 4th, but yes, May the 4th is, of course, that Star Wars Day, which is a fake holiday, and people will give discounts at comic book stores and also no it is TV not a fake holiday it is a real one yeah <laughs> it's a real one think, think geek will have their the real one does. Going down uh you know there's a lot that's always a fun day for the geeks you know we get to uh everything that's really marked down last, a little bit yeah you know, last, little bit, last last may 4th
3: <laughs> is when i went to go see george takei <laughs> wonder what i'll be into this year
2: I will be possibly in California and getting ready to go to court. Yeehaw.
3: Yeah. But,
2: um, yeah. But we'll talk about that later. The fourth, though, is not just about Star Wars. It's also for the serious Texas horror geek, because one of the jewels of the media convention Six circuit five, also drops that weekend. Texas Frightmares, ladies and gentlemen, and Texas Frightmares is a pretty fun time. Uh, supposedly it has outgrown its space like, leaps and bounds at this point. Uh, but, but If I had
3: money, really this time. year would be the year I go to Texas
2: Frightmare. Well, you know, it would have been, it, it, you know, I had to choose between Days of the Dead and Texas Frightmares, and I chose Days of the Dead for you guys. I'm kind of glad I did because I would have had to cancel uh, yep. So uh, you uh, made so the right the choice. Line, yeah, I made the right choice. So, and you know the truth is, so that you do sound so
3: happy about it. <laughs>
2: uh, well, the line doesn't overlapped, though. Had so, fun. not I'm not gonna miss too much, right? So there were no. some overlapping. And some of them are gonna be at Scares It Cares or will be at Scares yeah. or at Scares It Cares. Um so uh um, all right, so the headliner is actually Freddie Highmore, of Bates Motel. He's the headliner and there's a couple supporting people. Almost the entire cast of um of uh Rom Ra- 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 thirty one, the scary clown movie, which is not a very good movie, but it is I a very loved it. Uh, entertaining it's got good. I costumes. don't know where um, I don't know where people
3: get that it's not good. I thought it was wonderful. I,
2: I like story. I, there's no story. <laughs> it's a lot of you know. There's some design that's cool. I let you know, but that's But not clearly, there is an
3: underlying fun. story with that whatever um, that club was. I don't know. But all we were getting to it. see was one. You know, all we were getting to see was one kill from whoever these people were, and I thought it was yeah, fascinating. So.
2: Well, the cool thing is that they actually—it's not just the, the "quote unquote" supporting cast because they also will have Meg Foster and Malcolm McDowell at that panel. So Malcolm McDowell is also a headliner of, of Texas Five. There's big one, and oh my God, just Dario, Dario Argento. Argento. Dario exactly. Dario Argento's gonna be there, <laughs> and Steph and Stefania Cassini, who was in a couple—I think she's in Suspiria—and uh, you know, uh, in the you know, lots of other Udo Care. You know, I love Udo Care. Um, the the thing reunion that's been traveling around, including Wilfred Brimley, is going to be there. That we saw that at Monstermania, they were there. Yeah. Um, and D- Danny Lloyd was also at Monstermania. Yeah, but Keith David's
3: going to be at this one.
2: Yeah, Keith David is going to be at this one. Frank Hennewater, who's been touring with Frank and Hooker, is going to be there. Uh, you know, so the lineup is and very And there's a couple hot. of people from in is. the
3: Thirteenth Part Five that I need on my book too.
2: On, on a smaller end, some of people's favorite uh, Walking, you know, uh, Walking Dead people, Pollyanna McIntosh is going to be there, and I actually adore her. Um, Sting and Ric Flair, of course, the Fright Night reunion. Oh, and is going Ted Raimi. Mm-hmm. Ted's going to be there. Uh, you know, Todd. I mean, the 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 Fright Night uh, reunion is complete. All all six main casts are going to be there, and that's pretty cool. Uh, what else do we got? So Texas Frightmares, yeah, it, it's big as hell, and it's going to be a, a big one. So Michael Berriman's is going to be there. Um, of course, some of the touring Friday the Thirteenth people that have been touring this year. I mean, so it, it's going to be a good time. It always is. Uh, just remember it's that gonna you got to be, a be good patient. Time. If you patience. go to Texas Mayor,
3: you're going to have a good time.
2: But you have to have patience or you're <laughs> going to have a bad time. It, it, it's, it's not. They are very well organized. A lot of us love Texas frightmares, and maybe I'll have someone recap uh, if I can, um, and talk about the show. But uh, it, it's a great time, and at some point I do want to get down there and check it out. So go to Dallas, go to Texas mayors And uh, last but not least, on my community calendar, we actually got through the whole thing. Believe it or not, it's nine twenty-eight. Aaron, Marie. aren't I awesome that way? At least my timing's yeah. not fucked. Everything else about me is, but my timing's not fucked tonight. Um, the theatrical drop, the first official mega blockbuster of the summer, May 4th, is not uh, Star Wars. It's
3: no, it's my favorite.
2: Two. Guardian. And I'm so, so looking
3: forward to that. That is my favorite, absolutely yeah, my absolute favorite. It's Marvel. Be,
2: I I I wish I I know you're the Marvel geek. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, quite a bit actually. I really liked it. But I didn't it was. You know. I think of all yeah. of them, it's it's up there in one of my favorites. I would say that maybe in the top five, but I wouldn't say it's at the top. I don't think the two Avenger films are my favorites, uh, but um. You know, and Doctor Strange was pretty
3: spectacular. It's up there, but but Guardians of the I Galaxy holds, holds a special place for me. Although I I'm really looking forward to Thor too, yet. but.
2: I'm looking forward to it because of who's directing it, and and the trailer but was actually did you it see exactly like the trailer? Movies. It was one of his fucking movies. You but could Kate look C- Blanchett just looked Eagle's just shot, fierce, and it would be the same film. I mean, I I'm so I I'm cautiously optimistic for the Ragnarok film, only because of of, of my New Zealand boy. So uh, you know, my you know what Zealand I thought of when, when I movie. saw Kate
3: Blanchett in the trailer. I thought she looks like evil Galadriel.
2: <laughs> she is evil Galadriel. Or she's exactly. Like, you know, she's sporting the Kate Beckinsale look, but she's taking, but, you know, to her defense, her character design looks very similar to what the actual character looks like. So we're okay with it. I, I don't know. We'll see. Constantly the optimistic, but Guardians of the Galaxy is first. It's first. So we got that on the fourth, and I'm sure we got a whole summer of big explosions coming our way, and we'll talk about that later on, probably in May at some point. So it is now 9.30, and, of course, it is almost time for Movie Sign! It's not later. right now, times, or time.
4: There was a guy named Jonah, not That's when an evil woman stepped him on the dark side of the moon.
2: First love, and that is Mystery Science Theater 3000. And to talk about that with us, I you have. You can say our. Our. <laughs> our, <Okay>. first <laughs> our first love. Our first love. So we have two people to join us, and I wouldn't want to have this conversation with anybody else, Erin Marie, because these guys, they love this product so much, as much as I do. So first thing we'll talk about bringing in is we're co-hosting this from this hour onward is my... Sexy Warlock of Orange County, my cousin and L.A. correspondent. He's been an actor. He plays Pirates and Shakespeare in the Orange County Anger. He's been a singing waiter. He served to media a little time. He's the biggest horror- Disney geek I know. And he's also a fanatic of pin trading. And, well, this is his season. Spring onwards is Disney season. And all sorts of shit <laughs> starts happening in Disney. So please welcome to the show... Aaron Cogan, how are you doing, sir? Crow?
4: Crow? Hi, everybody.
2: Hi.
5: That's guano. I'm different.
2: Okay. And also joining us is my, my resident science fiction nerd. He gave me his my first break on his own podcast now, the now defunct dollar bin horror radio, which was nominated from not one, but two Rondo Hatton awards, which by the way, we're waiting patiently to see who won those very, very soon. It uh, wasn't any of us, but oh well, I voted for a bunch mm-hmm. of people. But anyway, but, but, he, but please look for this guy. He is now an author. Well, he always was an author, but he's a published author. He's Look for Primitive Glow at uh, um Amazon near you and please welcome to the show, my boy Dollar Bin, Eric Polk. How you doing?
6: Movie in the hole. What's up everybody?
2: Ah. <laughs> Hello. So how is the Ohio Valley treating you right now?
6: Oh, I can um it's been a, it's been kind of a mixed bag here lately, but uh we were here to but I can't. I've been looking forward to, for about the last month or so to talk about uh, the return of uh, perhaps the greatest <laughs> television show ever.
2: Oh Science god, this year, three thousand. We're still going to have a great talk, and I'm sure. But oh my god, this show has such this like 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 I don't know a thing hanging over it, and I just you know everything's going wrong. It's there's a lot of sadness at the end of this show. Uh, but we're going to still persevere and get through this talk because if it's anything that's a comfort food for me, it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I think we can all Absolutely. Be okay on
6: that. That would have to agree especially, especially the
2: first episode. Oh, my God. And we are, ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert. We are going to talk <laughs> about the, the new season. I haven't seen all the episodes. I'm actually, honestly, only two and a half in. I know Eric is, like, almost halfway done. Um, yeah, I'm Aaron, on episode
6: eight right now.
2: Aaron, where are you on the West Coast? Uh,
6: the I Office finished State. three and
5: just started four.
2: Okay, cool. So, yeah. I'm trying so to You do guys aren't too far
3: ahead of me then.
2: No, no. Well, you can remember they're one and a half to two hour episodes, so it does take a while to get through one. So you know, it, it's the you know they're the full length episodes, which is so yay because I hated those yeah. edited yeah, that was... they used to show. Oh my god! Oh, exactly.
5: Mm. Oh god, yeah, yeah. But they were know, kind of fun, fun Jack Jack you had Mike doing Jack Perkins.
6: Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were fun for that. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, but they yep. were, but they didn't do like the sh- movie justice. They didn't do the show justice. The only thing that was cool about it is that it would be like on the NBC on you know in the middle of the night, and I'm like, yay! Some people I would never have cable, and now knows what yeah. the of Theater 3000 is. So there was that, you know, that's about it. But. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, we've gone through several inceptions. I mean, it it went through two hosts on Comedy Central, and then it did a season yeah. on in Sci-Fi, which is where Eric Polk, you got the bug then, right?
6: Yep. Because we um, to Sci-Fi. Well, yeah, because what what yeah. happened was I didn't get it till the year 2000. I didn't start watching till the year 2000 because where I was living did not have either Comedy Central or Sci-Fi until then. So it was kind of the late, it was. I was a very late bloomer to it because by the time it, I was able to start watching it, it was in rerun hell on Saturday mornings. So. But it was um, um it was fun.
2: My my Saturday afternoon was wasted for a lot. Like in my early ninety late early nineties, from the afternoon I watched three things. Well, three hours of television. I watched Absolutely Fabulous and Mystery Science the Year <laughs> three thousand. They were back to back on Saturday afternoons. And that was what I did for years. <laughs> I didn't care about anything else, just those shows. And I still, though, I do, I do brag that I actually have seen most of the sh- movies before I saw *Mystery Science Theater 3000* because a lot of those are classic These are features. Yeah, I saw most my husband thought it was insane cuz they're like, "Oh, I've seen this." That was because my dad and I used to do that VHS contest in the 80s and we'd look for the worst science fiction horror and fantasy <laughs> films we could find. And they would show those films. You know, I was God, like Rumble in the Bronx, the, was the one that really surprised my husband that I'd saw that one, right? There was it Rumble, <clears and then that throat> Rumble in the Bronx with the with the motorcycles and it's really yeah, I'd seen that one and you know, I don't remember them, Rumble I in actually, the Bronx? Oh my God, I know there's a, terrible!
5: A Jackie Chan Rumble in the Bronx, but that can't no, no, be the same in, one you're talking about. No,
2: no, it's like Rumble in the Bronx, Rumble in Brooklyn. I now I'm like fucking it up, but at the time I totally saw that movie. It's an Italian film. It's terrible. It's really awesome. Um, they did that. I mean, I, there's so many others. Uh, Alien from L.A. I I actually loved yeah. that movie before they did it. Uh, my favorite episode, though, I would say my single favorite episode is not one you can get regularly, like Mitchell or Pod People. Those are all classics, but my favorite of all time was Town*, starring Paul Anka. And I don't, I don't think like they it. show that episode enough. It is the best, perfectly scripted episode they ever did. The timing on it, the movie itself is worth watching, because it's just such a fascinating piece of, like, 50s bad teenager angst movies that are just like, what? These kids are so dull. <laughs> you guys are lucky. The kids in the blob are more dangerous than these kids. Why? <laughs> <Huh>? You
5: know?
2: <laughs> you know, you actually
5: you, you bring up a good point. Are Is the show better when the movies are bad, or are they better when the movie's kind of good? Because, you know, Mike has long held that they're, they're only foray into theater, cinematic movies, uh, didn't work because, in his words, This Island Earth, which
6: they parodied, uh, is too good. Yeah, for the movies, yeah, for the MSC3K movies. Yeah.
2: Well, what do this you think? is Island I, I knew that movie beat for beat before they actually did it. I mean, you know, there's another one, you know. Oh my god! But that was so much fun to see in the theaters because it wasn't the movie itself; it was the trailers in front of it, and one of them was was Twister, which, if you remember, that first Twister trailer was insane, right? And 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 we're watching the Twister trailer, and there's a room, the California theater in in Berkeley, filled with AMC fans. It did not go well. Let's just put it that way. That trailer did
4: not. <laughs> I,
2: I'm surprised that people would survive that. It was hysterical. So I really enjoyed it watching. I I loved going to see it in the theaters. I and mean, yeah, I do agree. I think this Island Earth is good, but it's not perfect. It's you know it, it has it yeah. has room to risk You know mm-hmm. I I do think no, for sure. I think Joel Hutchins said there was only two episodes this new season that he didn't like the movies. But he won't tell us which ones, and I have to think that one of them was Cry Wilderness, the second episode. Oh
6: my God! Uh, yeah. yeah. Hold that, that thought. Is not where in God's name do they find what? that movie? God, okay. you dare have... bring
5: God into this with that film? We oh my one. God! Yeah, can Guys, hear that guys, was...
6: guys,
2: hold that thought for a second, because guess what? You're going to be stunned. What? We have a caller.
4: Really? We have a caller.
2: Nice. Yeah, so I'm going to bring him on. So. Hello, 262 so, Area hello. Code. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing?
0: I'm fantastic, and I hate to be that guy, but I am going to be the dissenting voice for this season of MST3K. Ah, hello. I think I know who, who this is. Woo! Okay, on, I, I know who this on, is. Hold on, hold but... on. Okay. No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I want to introduce who this is. This is a fellow podcaster. By the way, happy 10th anniversary to your podcast. Uh so 10th uh, anniversary. Our, our our Film Geek Circle his is has ha, is having a 10th anniversary. Uh Movie Geeks United just had their 10th anniversary. I was on their second episode. I'm having my 10th anniversary for the madness and Mr. Ron Percy here, his, who actually was the second person to start a podcast in the circle that I knew and he's been going alone ever since. So welcome to the show. You're on with the Sexy Witches. I'm so honored to have you finally on.
0: I'm actually also a former Rondo nominee. so
2: that, That's Ooh. right. You are. So uh, we yes. love this guy. He's awesome. But he's not here to be nice tonight, unfortunately. He's This is to no. so. look
5: What? Okay, bring it. Bring it. <laughs> okay. First okay. off,
0: unlike, but, okay. unlike everybody else here, I've actually finished the entire season because uh. I have no life. I have no life. <laughs> and I, um, I kept watching it, hoping it would get better and it didn't. Now let me explain oh. why I didn't like it. Let me explain why I didn't like it. First off, going in, I hate Jonah Ray, but he is the least of the problems of this program. Um, first off, the jokes are way too fast-paced, and I went back and I watched, um, what was it? Oh, God. I needed a palate cleanser, so I went and watched uh, Merlin's Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. <laughs> if you
0: if you watch the older episodes, everything is timed out beat for beat for beat for beat for beat, okay? This was like rapid-fire ridiculousness, and I was like, when I mean, you finally hear a joke, it wasn't funny. Then, to top things off, uh, Baron <laughs> Vaughn was on Nerdist, and he openly admitted that they're not puppeteering the puppets. All they have is a little button to move their mouth. Yeah. Well, that takes, it takes everything away from me because I want, I want my puppeteer to They've got supper. other people puppeteering. Yeah, but sure here's not you that you they're not why? You want to know why? Because everybody else yeah. paid for it, okay? Here's, and that's, what, that's, the, that's another thing about the Kickstarter thing bothered me too, but that's besides the point. Here's what's going to happen. Everybody's <laughs> going in with rose-colored color, glasses because, hey, I remember the Satellite of Love, and, hey, I remember Crow and Servo and Gypsy and all these other people and all these other things. But in a little while, the dust is going to settle, and people are going to be like, oh, you know what? It really wasn't that great. It really wasn't.
4: Well. Because,
0: well. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, remember, I finished the entire season, and the ending of this season is pure garbage. I don't believe uh, uh, in Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt as mads at all. I'm glad Frank and Trace steered clear of this. Now, I'd like to point out that Trace Bowie has been on my podcast at least five times. So he and I talk. But – um. Not about this. I
2: wouldn't.
0: No, no. He doesn't tell me the good stuff. So, you know,
2: they are touring. Trace and 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 TV's Frank are touring right now on their own
0: show. And they're killing and it's it. To be, and they're killing it. And yeah,
2: everyone's loving their show. So, highly recommend. It's coming here pretty soon. I think I might buy tickets and go. It's coming to Baltimore. So I, 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 I
0: got to go see them in Milwaukee. And it is. It was. It, it. Baltimore. Go ahead. Coming to
3: Baltimore. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> no, I got to see them in Milwaukee, ahead, and, uh, and it was great, um, and they're very, if you if you do go, they're very, very personable, um, and, and you can go up to them and talk to them, and, and they're very, very cool, there's usually a and a at the end, um, but, I mean, they're bringing MST3K back, much like, you know, and here, here, I'm a piss off more geek, just like with The Force Awakens, everybody's like, oh, I love The Force Awakens, and then eventually everybody's like, oh, but it was really just a new hope, you know, just like Jonah well. is a Joel clone.
2: Well, I don't think I found it that way completely. I don't think he's a dull clone per se. I, I'm. If we want to go critical, I've like I said, I'm only two and a half episodes in. And I want to talk about the movies too themselves because the movies deserve their own weight and merit, and that's why I said we got to talk about Cry Wilderness. Uh, but uh, I wanted to say the only thing that's really been not hitting for me right now has been the interlude segments in between the films. I actually haven't. There's only been one or two skits that I've actually really lobbed onto. One of them, of course, is the wrap in episode one with Reptilicus. Everyone played that. I played it this morning on my show. I opened the show with it. You know, it's going around, and that's really was like Every it, country but... is a
5: monster. <laughs> Come on, how can you not love that? Very easily, I, mean, okay, I don't. <laughs> first, first off, okay. uh, uh, allow allow me to counter, if I may. First off, I I did have some qualms about Felicia Day. I thought, uh, maybe, but um, she's actually really cute and and makes it work. And uh, I'm a Patton Oswalt fan from the jump, so I will brook no discussion of Patton being less than brilliant in everything that he does.
4: Well, I, I'm
5: gonna give.
2: He gets. A, he he has, he's having a loss year also. So even though right now, and he'll be the first to admit, he's got this weirdest year in his life because his career has taken off bigger than it's ever been. He had to deal with the most worst sadness in his life at the same right. time
0: with the death of his wife.
2: So and, and we get in all fairness.
0: that. I'm gonna Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just gonna. Go ahead, I was just gonna say, and 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 I don't I don't want to sound like a like a dick, but I'm gonna come off that way. I am ninety percent sure that he was done filming MST3K before it happened. You think so? Oh yeah, because his there's well, no either... way it took them that long to shoot their parts. And oh, that's another thing. Harmar superstar, a house band, really, really. Yeah,
5: the bonus. No, here, here, yeah, yeah, love them. Here's, here's the thing. Love them. Love the little ska I... riffs. Yeah, love them. Love them. Oh, well, I might I'm, actually, I, uh, I might actually uh, I I like, cosplay as a maybe, that's why, But
0: a, 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 show, well, a member of the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> so here's the thing. Do we know, this I show, have a
2: question. Does anybody know who the Skeleton Crew actually is as a band? Because I can't find who it actually is.
6: I Who's think it's Harmar's band. Yeah, I think it's Harmar. Is think say, it I'm is not the sure. What I'm, about that. I'm pretty sure it is.
2: I haven't been able to find that online. I've been deep diving looking for it because I actually kind of like that as an addition. I like that there's a band. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and I like
5: Patton's I, little uh, little bumps in between, which I'm sure once it gets syndicated, uh, are going to make sense to the people in between the commercials. I, well, I, I will
2: say like I'm not yeah. on I, Once again, I'm not exactly excited. I have I'm I'm still early in it, but I haven't been excited about the chemistry between Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt yet. I haven't really felt like they vibe. Like you know, you know, TV Mike and Trace Blue are the ultimate mad scientist assistant, like comedy duo. I mean, they, they, there's so much chemistry and electricity between those two characters. They can think and they know each other back and forth, and they are just hysterical. And they're really big shoes to fill, to be honest with you. And yeah, so I'm hope. That, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll develop more. I did I, They they don't take away from it. I don't think so yet. Well,
0: well here's here's my issue. Okay. What what most people I I, I love to to push this down people's throats. I'm from the Midwest, okay. I'm I'm Wisconsin, I'm I'm a doughy Wisconsin guy, just like Mike Nelson. So, the the issue I have the most is that this was a very lo-fi show that they all did themselves, that they stayed away from Hollywood and they created magic. Are we all in agreement with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, okay, Okay. all right. You guys haven't gotten that far yet. But the cameos that show up on this program are, can I swear? Yeah, fuck yeah. The cameos that show up on this program are fucking <laughs> ridiculous and are the exact opposite of what this show is. May I spoil the cameos for everybody?
2: Well, if, if anybody's uh, been reading, they know. But I already know who it is, and I know who they didn't get. Um, so, uh, you mean the but, most important know. people to the <laughs> show,
0: Trace and Frank?
2: But this is spo—this is a spo- i already gave out a spoiler alert. This is a spoiler deep dive episode for Mister Sciencey. So if you want to talk about the cameos, I, you're welcome I will, okay,
0: to do how that. Okay, this? I'll tell you—I'll tell you who they are, but I won't say how they show up or what they do. Yeah, don't tell me what episodes they're. Sure enough. Okay, that was good for me. I don't remember me. what episodes they show up in because it all became a blur after a while. But um, okay, you have uh, uh, Joel McHale shows up. um yeah. Mark Hamill shows up. Oh. Uh huh. Uh Uh-huh. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Hey, everybody, you still got money left over from Dr. Horrible? Well, come on, bring it over here because Felicia Day and Neil Patrick Harris are back together again. Um, Let's see. But that makes sense. I don't think they actually sold it on that, though. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Got to get that geek going because eventually the word's going to get – Eventually, the word's going to get out that they they do a little thing, and people are like, oh, I remember Dr. Horrible. Is Nathan Fillion going to show up too? No, because they don't have a big enough wardrobe for him now. But anyway. You know, um, so
2: I do want to say this, though. Just so you know, there's a writing strike pending. And
4: there's a script yeah, right. for right. Doctor Horrible. Oh,
0: really?
4: So, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, oh, for the that, strike, oh, yes. So we please, get Doctor
0: Horrible too. <laughs> so, I'm my, so my, excited. What's funny? What's funny is the writer strike. Uh, if it does start, starts on my birthday. So yay. Um, yay. Television is <laughs> television's ruined on my birthday. Hooray. Um, <laughs> I hope they finish Better Call Saul. But um, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, let's see. What did I say? Mark Hamill, Joel McHale, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, uh, who else Does anyone uh, well,
5: think that any of the original cast would have turned these people away if they'd said, hey, I'd love to do a cameo sometime? Absolutely I don't, not. I, me, I, I don't me, see that say. as being the antithesis of the heart and soul of NSG3K at all. Well, and the, the first episode starts out with Aaron Gray and uh, uh,
6: fucking Will Wheaton will <laughs> will will in front.
3: Yeah. And they're darling. Yeah, you're right. They're
2: freaking darling. We'll wait and Pat Patton
3: Oswald are like, gate kings.
2: Well. <laughs> 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 uh, what, what was i going to say oh um the one person that was supposed to be on the show and didn't make it was jack black he was supposed to play captain beefheart believe it or not and sing a number and they didn't actually get to do that so i Aww. think i maybe Yeah, here in well, like the cute. trout
6: replica fish mask i think or driver trout uh, replica uh, fish mask i believe
2: yeah so so okay so even though I think, okay, I know Eric is love-festing, and he said, because, um, you know, we've heard of, let's get some positivity going on here a little, too. But you, you know have finish. May... finish my,
0: my oh, oh, okay. Well, Ron, finish there your, finish your a, fucking a, 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 point. I will. If everybody <laughs> would shut the fuck up for a second, I will. Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> okay. shows up. Okay. Okay, bitch. Jerry, okay. Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs>
5: Seinfeld has a cameo on MSP3K. He does. Okay, oh he my god, one. no, a comedian on a comedy show. What? Oh god. <laughs> do you do you think the, the people protesting about the taxes know about this? We could totally change signs like that. Oh my god. Okay. All
4: right.
5: I'm sorry, was that it? Was was that the, the horrible part? Oh, right. no, Dr. Yeah. Hard, I'm I'm
0: the was the horrible part. I love, I love how I get to make my points. That's that's this is this is fantastic. This is great. Thank you so much. You guys okay. have yourself a nice fucking night.
2: Hey, come on, don't be like that. This is this is a rapid fire show, so finish up. We're listening, babe. Where did he hung up? <laughs> wow, wow, dude, it's it's
3: an opinion I was show, man. To agree. You're,
6: I actually wanted to agree with Ron on the guest star point because if I, because like, like I said earlier, I'm only like yeah. halfway through episode eight, and I had to agree with Ron. I didn't like the, the two big yeah, things. Yeah, no,
2: that's that, why I, I, I threw out to you because I knew you were going to fill that gap with him.
6: Yeah, because I was. Well, but Ron. It, wow, but anyhow, I do agree personally. with Ron. I do agree with Ron about the guest star. I didn't think it served. Uh, and he, especially the Jerry Seinfeld. I know you guys haven't gotten up there yet, but that served. That was essentially a waste of three minutes. Essentially, uh, other in what was otherwise I thought was a pretty good pretty good episode. Hmm, you know, okay. But yeah, I mean, it was it, it took it took it away. I might what. And the only other thing, like in the beginning, it didn't seem like that Crow or, or Servo didn't have like their personalities, like. In the Joel episodes and the Mike episodes, I mean, now obviously this this, this relies on the talent of uh, Kevin Murphy, but you every every so often you would hear Tom Servo sing or uh, Crow write an essay like on Malta or you know do a documentary on what a woman, what he thought what a woman was, or didn't know what a woman was. So he was trying to figure it out, you know. You saw that, but like with um, the sixth, I won't go, in, but like in the sixth episode, we finally see Crow being Crow, you know and Tom's not, I don't think Tom's quite there yet as far as his personality goes. I mean, he's coming up, he's had some, Baron Bon's had some great one-liners, some great riffs in the movies he's done, but I don't see the complete Tom servo yet, but I still have six episodes to go, so. Hmm. I,
2: I don't know how to deal with Ron. He's mad, and I don't, I have a lot of respect for him, and he's like, he's mad because his point was being cut off, but it really wasn't being cut off.
3: No, he was making about, it quite well. It was just we were trying to actually have a conversation with them. And, uh, you know. I was refuting kept, kept I, repeating, know, I to him.
5: I've him for quite a while, thing. and I don't agree with basically and anything we, he said.
3: Well, but uh, it, it's okay to tease. We tease each other all the you time. Know. You tease me for being a fan of J.J. J. Abrams.
5: <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> um, I, I take the point about uh, Crow and Servo not being fully flushed out, but um, just my I own personal like, view is I think I they've made a really good transition. In fact, I think uh, as much as I love Bill Corbett, and I really, really do love Bill Corbett, I think it's actually been a smoother transition from uh, Trace-era Crow to today's Crow. Um and I, I'm, I'm I'm loving everything I'm seeing. Like I say, I'm I'm only
6: uh, starting episode four, but I'm loving everything I'm seeing so far. And I think episode four—that's when I'm starting because I love Reptilicus, even though they did what I call blunt force riffing. You know, I'm just like, you guys can slow down now anytime you want. I understand you're trying to get people to rewatch this, but you can slow down anytime you want. You know the you know and then the second episode it kind of slowed down the third ep- the third episode, which my that was the two hundredth episode, and you figured it could have been a little more celebratory than that than what we got yeah you know i was, I was disappointed i was disappointed in that, but that was probably the low point but from like um avalanche on to, uh well i'm on the uh, many of those are hercules right now uh we've seen I've seen that a big improvement leaves. every uh no actually. That, uh, James, that's James Manfield's husband, James Mant. Oh. I can't talk tonight. Yeah, he's, the, he's Hercules right. in this oh one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be oh, cheesy, Rep-
2: that's Rep- awesome. I actually want to say something about Retilicus. I love that movie already. There's a film that I actually had seen once again before the, it was made into an episode, um, So that made me happy a lot. But it was also, James Harris loved it, too, and it made me all sad, too. I was like, oh, he would have loved that the first episode was Reptilicus, you know, bad kaiju film from Denmark with hot blonde chicks and, you know, a lot of fun, (laughs) you know. Fighting over a
5: lumberjack scientist.
2: Yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. about the movies themselves. Like, we still have a half an hour, and I'm sorry Ron feels that way. I, I thought the radio, it was actually good radio. We were bantering back and sorry, forth, Ron. and everybody seemed to yeah. be doing well. But, Aaron, I guess you're just too aggressive. Sorry. That was too funny. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope this doesn't end our relationship as a, as a colleague. Cause I like having colleagues, but you know,
5: I will formally apologize if I have to. I don't know
2: these people. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, that doesn't make sense. This is my show. <laughs> these are my, this is my crew. Um, and I'll talk to him later. Cause no, this is my, that is actually my show. And this is how this show has always been structured. I am not apologizing for what I actually do. This show is loosely based on Howard Stern. I have always done it this way, and it is a rapid-fire show. It's not an interview. I interview sometimes, but this is really more conversational. Even even my interviews tend to be conversations. So, and that's kind of the point. It's not just about the person and what they do. It's also about their, you know, what their fandom is and what their opinions are fandom. And I was actually looking forward to Ron being on the show because he said he wasn't really happy with the show. And I'm like, oh, cool, good radio, because I want dissenting opinions mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, You know, because, yeah, it is easy Mm -hmm. to nostalgia fest on the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, You know, it's really easy to do that, to see it with the rose-colored glasses. But honestly, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, I I think that there's, you know, this is the first time in 20 years there's some issues. Like, I actually have issues with Crow's arms. I think they're a little creepy, Uh, his new arms, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know. Uh, but let's talk about the movies themselves. And the first one's Reptilicus, and how many of us have actually seen that one before? Was I the only one?
6: Parts of it. That was no, no. I, that was I. That was the first time when I saw Reptilicus. That was the first time I'd seen it. Actually, out of the movies I've seen, the only one I've seen I've seen but was Star Crash, episode six. <gasps> I saw. Holy crap! I
2: saw I saw Star Crash in the fucking theaters, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Awesome. Yes. I didn't know that was coming up.
5: That's
2: very cool.
5: I'm very excited now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is. 1977
2: was a very important year. Uh, You know, Star Crash and Star Wars and Logan's Run were all in the theaters that summer.
3: Logan's Run was my favorite. I, was and, I love Logan's Run, and it says it Logan's says on the episode run. guide. It says on the episode guide that Star Crash is seventy eight because Star Wars was seventy seven. So that was right.
2: looks well, like Star Crash was, was, like, was the was, year was, I was they born. They were shot around <laughs> the same time, and they literally were back to back. I mean, they were. Remember, Star Wars stayed in the theaters for over what? How many years in its first run? Too was up to two years. Oh, God, it least. played till, and they kept re-releasing
6: it. Like,
2: they kept re- and, and really? it re-released one. Yeah, it it was still playing in the theaters a year out from its release. So Star Crash, I know Star Crash and Star Wars were in the same theaters because I was <laughs> there. So you know,
5: well, Star Wars so. was released May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven.
2: I can seven, promise seven. You. And Star Crash was what that spring. Seventy-eight, something like that. I'd have to look yeah. it up, but you know, yeah, I think It, says but it was definitely on the imme- immediate knockoff. Like immediately, everyone had knocked off Star Wars and dropped their shit. Like not even a yeah. year later. I mean, that was what was mm-hmm. happening in the seventies. it was just pretty awesome. And that's you know? why we
6: got Star Trek so, the movie. So <laughs> I, I want exactly right. to
2: Episode Two because Episode Two is one of the few films that I had not seen. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, and I had not seen that beforehand. And it was called Cry Wilderness, which is a sad Oh, dear movie. God. It is the oh. worst film. Oh, my God. It is the absolute terrible, terrible, terrible movie. And yeah. I think I'm pretty sure this is one of um, uh, Joel's movies that he didn't like. You know, I wouldn't be
5: at all surprised.
6: Yeah. It, oh, my God.
2: I'm... I mean, it's... It's nonsensical. It, it, it doesn't, like, have anything to do with anything. You know, it just keeps going. The kid is insufferable. Like,
4: like <laughs> insufferable.
2: He's, like, so whiny. It is just like, oh, my God. So I, am, uh, I, 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 I like was... the episode. So I, I kind of wanted to get through it, though. I've been trying to get to Star Crash because I get to meet – Carolyn Monroe this weekend and I really want to re-watch oh, Star Crash before I do that so uh, and, you oh, know, yeah, and right. she, I want to ask her how she feels about the episode I'm going to ask her man. Oh, yeah. Miss <laughs> Monroe is, is very very personable she'll, she'll, she'll so, take, yeah. she can take anything with stride I know that Eric Polk got to meet her um, yeah. at, at Cinema yeah. Wasteland a couple of years back she yeah. did my first blast for the madness
6: so mm-hmm. I like. God, I was so nervous that day. I it was oh my god, I needed alcohol afterwards. I was so <laughs> it was just like, Oh my god, this is the girl in this is the woman in Slaughter High who you know I won't go into it here but um, anyway. One of my There's three you know. favorite bad girls. <laughs>
5: Top three. Seriously.
2: How's- uh oh well and she's also in Maniac and she was in one of my favorite movies, Eye of the T right. uh uh Golden oh, Yeah, she's in, the Goldberg, you know, mm-hmm. she's in that. That's where I knew her from. Uh, you know, um I also wanted to say, like, the list of movies of Seer are actually pretty fucking good of the ones I have seen. And two of the movies, this is the first time, not counting the week they did the whole Gamera thing. Um, this is the first time a season has showed back-to-back a movie and its sequel. And it's a really terrible film that was in the VHS and VHS Seer called Wizards of Lost Kingdom, which is absolutely terrible movie. And its sequel is is actually worse because they used pieces from the first movie and Ooh. recut it for the second one. It's like the worst. It's like, and I'm really wow. excited about that. Um, <laughs> they're doing one of uh, Lou Ferrigno's Hercules movies. And I'm excited about that. Oh, oh, really? yeah. Which I also saw the first Hercules movie in the theaters, by the way, with Lou Ferrigno. I actually saw that first run. Can you believe that shit? I, I saw some pair. Ter- <laughs> My parents and I, we went to see some amazing stuff. Matter of fact, we were ta- my, my husband and I were talking about 3D movies, and I did not see Coming At You, which was the uh, uh, Western 3D film that was revi- in the revival in the 80s. But I saw three films after that, which was just now coming out on Blu ray. Uh, uh, was it Adventures in the Forbidden Zone and Metal Storm? Oh, yeah. Storm. <laughs> you know, and and the Treasure destruction of the Fourth of Treasure of Four Crowns was actually I still think my favorite three D experience I ever had was Treasure of the Four Crowns. I thought that was if you wanna talk about a movie that was absolute shit, but a fantastic three D film, Treasure of the Four Crowns was was the bomb. I mean, it was stupid movie. I I I tried you try to watch it without the three D and it's just like, Oh my god. But anyway, I digress but but that, that these movies are from that era of bad. So I, I'm actually, like, really excited to get to those episodes. And this year they they do another Christmas episode on this one as well, which I think I saw. The Christmas Almost Wasn't, I'm pretty sure, which is actually kind of a high-profile film to do, honestly. Don't you think? The Christmas Almost Wasn't? I mean, that's a pretty mm. big, big mm. title. You know, mm. it, it doesn't, you know, they're – you no, know, there is that question. I mean, is the, do, like how high profile do you go with these movies? I mean, granted, I went to go see their uh, Starship Troopers riff riff track, right? And and I actually mm-hmm. had a great time, but I don't think that movie needs a riff track at all. You know, <laughs> I can watch that mm-hmm. movie anyway any time oh. i've watched starship troopers probably 15 to 30 times at this point so yeah <laughs> oh my like god that. speaking
6: of uh, rift tracks i was uh, i saw samurai cop last week live and you know what i've been to that was like my fourth or fifth rift tracks live i've been to that was like that was the funniest of them all i mean oh. their rift oh my god their riffs were were so on point you know, and the movie itself was just so horrendously bad. I mean, you know, and at the well, end, Kevin Murphy sang the theme to uh, uh, Samurai Cop, which they just downloaded today, actually. It's it's probably one of my favorite riff track songs that they do is that one, so...
2: Well, at some point I'll have to, you know, I don't go on to all the riff tracks and I wish I had more time to do that, but but I'm still glad they're going to continue on with this. Uh, you know, and no matter what, I'm really happy to have the show back. And I bet you, you know, I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of it. I wish I, I didn't have a lot of time to watch this, a lot of reasons. I you know, But I did get some, I was like, any other, one of them, and you'll understand this, Eric, I have to admit, I've been watching the Caps play the Mon- to- uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's been taking most of my time, and yeah. my frustration, and my I heartache, understand. and the bullshit. Oh, my God. Eric, what the uh, fuck, dude? Ugh. You've well, been watching this I don't shit? Wanna... Oh, I, I don't like to talk uh, sports, but you've been watching this shit, right?
6: Uh, this well, been like... well I've, been watching the... I've been watching the Penguins, but, yeah, I've been keeping my eye on the uh, Maple Leafs series. Uh,
2: well you know I've, whoever whoever wins the our caps maple leafs goes and fights you next.
6: Nobody can no, be right, right now be, take care take out Columbus but
2: Oh but man anyway. You know, so, anyway. But anyway, it's it's been a frustrating hockey fan <laughs> right now. I'm very, very frustrated. Um, but you know it, it, but that's the life of a of dc sports if you're out here the, the only team that's ever been consistent is dc united which is the soccer team uh they're mm-hmm. pretty bad badass i mean uh they they actually like ac milan will fly out and do ex- you know ex- you know special games with them because of that good. Yeah, you know? they're, really they're good. It,
4: yeah yeah
2: so so uh dc united has always been pretty pretty stellar but everybody else Redskins, <clears throat> Nationals, <clears throat> Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Can we go on?
6: Well, listen, Can we go on?
2: on. <laughs> oh my God! A lot of missed potential. You know, amazing teams, lineups that just don't live up to it. It just keeps happening over and over and over again. So, well, you know, my folly moved here. At least, you know. <laughs> My team was destroyed by a gambling uh, uh, by a gambling uh, scandal, though. Uh, and, and Aaron can understand living in the Bay Area, growing up in the '80s. We had uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young, and it was like the coolest, oh, yeah. bull, it was absolutely the best time ever. Because the A's were oh, the 49
6: and the '80s were so badass. Montana, Rice, Roger oh. Craig, John oh, Taylor. Man. They were.
2: I mean, you know, I, I'm so a I Steelers got spoiled. I, I, I got spoiled. And then I moved to D.C. And, you know, here I am in D.C. Yeah. area. Uh, but it's all good because hockey is still awesome. And hockey is still the best. I I love hockey. I, I think it's
5: the last it. And the Rangers won so. today. So, you know yeah so anyway
2: i digress with no more co- no more sports talk it's just that's what's actually been taking me away from mystery science theater 3000 has been the, the the game it's been the it's been the, the Stanley cup playoffs. so it was that and i was in niagara falls and of course uh you know other things we're going to talk about soon and you know getting ready for chiller i mean it's been it's been no stop yeah actually i should tell you i went to niagara falls over the weekend uh, we did this road trip. We drove up to Corning Museum and saw the Corning Glass Museum. And then we went up and spent a couple of days in Niagara Falls and did the actual tourist thing. But I got in four dark walkthroughs that are up on Clifton Hill. So I went and did the vintage ones. And uh, I have to report I've done one that I actually really think is great. And it's called Nightmare, Fear Factory. And it's a psychological mm-hmm. European style So there's not a lot of stunts in it. It's very, very dark. All you can do is follow the red lights on the walls, and the walls change. They sometimes shift. There's sometimes electric charges in them. There are live actors. Um, There's very very few things. You turn a corner, you get trapped in a room, and you can't get out. It turns another corner, you have to duck under a room you can't see. You have to cross over bridges you can't see while being followed. Um, and there's claustrophobia. They close the walls in on, at one point on you. I mean, it is a really good walkthrough. Uh, and they, and nice. because it's European style, they're allowed to touch you. So there's light touching involved too, which in the dark is like the worst thing ever. Even though I like some people would punch back, but but uh, they touch you like they they know where they usually it's just a shoulder grab or but they did grab above my ankle, not enough to make you fall, but enough to go ah, you know. So <laughs> and, and you know and there's weird textures and you know it's it's not meant to be scary like 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 boo I'm a monster ah it's more like mm-hmm. about you know, what kind of, you know, what makes you scared. So some people are going to be more scared of the electric shocks. Other people, the one that got me, I was surprised, was the walls closing in. Uh, I, I actually, because it lasted longer than I wanted it to. It wasn't being closed in. It was that it stopped. Oh, wow. <laughs> As, you know, oh, it was like, and I'm like, okay, guys, this is going on a little longer than I want. And then it closed in a little bit more. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But the funny thing is me being the jaded uh, uh, walkthrough person, uh, get this, they, they take two shots at two of their biggest scares, right, in the ride or in the walkthrough. And the first shot is just me holding my arms and laughing. And the second one, I'm just looking over my shoulder incredulously at the actor.
4: <laughs> so
2: and I'm like, what is wrong with me? I can't get scared anymore. So I didn't buy the pictures. You know, they didn't get good wild takes. But it, but that's just me. I actually think if you were easily scared, these that one was one of the better walkthroughs I've ever done. Now, the, the second best one I did was a more traditional one. It kind of combined the European style with more traditional stunts. And it's called Frankenstein's Castle, and it's way famous. Uh, it's been there for a long time and it, it's, um, it does the same thing. It's almost pitch black with except for the red lights, and then you go in, but th- what happens is the room lights up, and there's a tableau, and there's a stunt and monster, ah, you know, uh, you know, Frankenstein, there's a werewolf, guillotine, there's a guillotine in there. Uh, you know, there's, lots, there's a mirror maze in the middle of it, pitch black. And believe me, when you hit a mirror maze in the pitch black, and you don't know, it, it really does disorient you. I was actually really impressed with that. Uh, so... Um, that was pretty fun. Uh it, it you know, a little expensive for what it was, but I always feel that way about walkthroughs. <laughs> but um I I would recommend both of them, and also it has a Burger King attached to it, um, which has these huge burgers, and there's a picture of me doing the Frankenburger pose. It's so stupid and <laughs> cool. Um, so I had a good time up in Niagara, even though I was there was a tinge of sadness going on with it with James' passing on there too. But um, so that also delayed me from watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> See, I was very busy this weekend, <laughs> so. Oh um, yeah. And then Erin just completely forgot about it because she wanted to watch um, True Blood.
3: Well, I was also going back and forth to my mom's house and a couple other things of my own, but, you know, nothing like truly big.
2: (laughs) So
4: um,
2: I was telling her earlier um, to watch the uh, uh, new Skarsgård Tarzan movie. I really liked that movie. I think it might be a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, I said I
3: might do it as a double feature. Yeah, Since uh, Suicide Squad also went on HBO Go, so <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad. But,
4: mm. what, Oscar yeah, Man, but I'm trying Suicide to
0: get through
3: Squad. the DCs. Cs. Uh, <laughs> Once I so, watch it, I'll be done with the DCs until Wonder Woman.
4: There you go. All right, well,
2: let's let's do some sum ups of how we feel about. We we're gonna come back in a couple of weeks and do a quick recap of our Mystery Science Theater because I was thinking by the next episode, which is going to be the end of May, probably, because I might not be able to do the next one up. I'll explain that at the end in a few minutes. Um, We can come back after we've completed the seasons and give our final sum up of what we thought of this year's Mr. Science Theater 3000. I'm so happy. I'm happy so far. I, I don't I'm not as elated as some people, but I'm not as melancholy as others. I think it's you know, it's got potential. I I would like to see the skits step up their game a little bit. Um I'm once I got used to Gypsy's voice and uh, the new voices, I'm okay with them now. It took me a few. Gypsy's voice threw me off a lot, actually. Um, I like mm. the sets. I think the set is fun, and I like Lisa Day and Pat and Oswald. I just wish they had better chemistry, and maybe that will develop over time. You know, this is all – I don't think they were even prepared to do what they had, you know, when they got that much money. Wow, they, mm. know, they I they they mm. were only planning to write three episodes and suddenly they're writing fourteen. So mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. Um have hopes for more. Yeah, well I would I will Definitely. always welcome it. Even if it sucks, I'm still gonna welcome it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, it's just it's and I don't actually think that there really is an episode of MST Couquet that sucks. There are movies that suck. There are movies that <laughs> really suck. But every episode Castle, has Pooh
0: something
4: to offer. Oh, <laughs> there's
2: some bad ones, man.
4: Um,
6: oh the my god.
2: Terror, Puma the Man. Puma is pretty awful. Puma yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, oh my
4: god. Oh my
6: god. I think Invasion of the ne- Invasion of the Men. That's when tr- Servo does this. I think that was an episode where Servo has one of his patented breakdowns. It's probably one of the best moments of the series. Every time, to- every time he just. When Tom Server went off in the Kevin Murphy era, he went off, and it was just so funny to watch.
2: But then there's always the opposite, and this is why I love the show, like when they did the Mirror Mirror episode and uh, The Last of the Wild Horses, and they gave the first break to to, to Trace Ballou and TV Frank and Forrester Mm -hmm. and T.B. Frank. It was so good. and. You know, yeah. something I always wanted to see was those two characters standing there, and it was worth it, just that one moment. And the new season, mm-hmm. I hope there's new moments. So far, it has one good song. The rest of it's been okay, and I, I like their movie choices. I might have, like I said, I might have to skip to, up to Carolyn Monroe, because I really have to see that movie, uh, Starcraft, um, again, which I've seen it multiple times. I just haven't seen it in years. It's not my favorite from that era. That that the the of the knockoff era. My absolute favorite is Battle Beyond the Stars, which I think well, that's mine is too. a movie. I, I I love that movie. I just showed it to my friend Alex for the first time. I was so Oh, giggly. I remember watching that one.
4: <laughs> no, it's one of my favorite knockoffs. I was knock so
2: jiggly showing, showing that movie to people. I love showing people that movie. If that was my movie, if, if I only had one movie in my life, and that was the movie I was associated with, I could die happy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I really good. Wow. I'd be proud wow. of that movie. It's, it's awesome. Well, if... it, you know.
5: If I could only see one movie where the ship was a giant pair of boobs in space, that that would be the one film, I guess. Well, but they do
2: reuse that 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 particular spaceship gets reused in two other Roger Corman movies, where they recut pieces from Battle Beyond the Stars. One of them starred one of the chick. Remember Kimberly Aaron Marie? Do you remember Kimberly from Days of Our Lives?
3: Absolutely, Patsy Pease.
2: Yeah, Patsy Pease stars in a Roger Corman movie that uses Battle Beyond the Stars, and they recut it
4: and made it this
2: weird kidnapping prince movie, and she's like the bounty hunter protectress that has to save this kid. It's so weird, and it uses footage from Battle Beyond the Stars. I swear to fucking God. I don't even remember the name of it right now. Go look that shit up. It totally exists.
5: I will look that shit
2: up. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Look that shit up. So, but anyway, i I I, so bizarre, And I was like, Kimberly, and she was a badass in the height of the 80s. But Kimberly was like a badass. Kimberly and Shane, right? Yeah, Kimberly and Shane. Kimberly and Shane. Yes. Kaylin Patch and and
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shane's daughter, Eve. Yeah, I remember it all. (laughs) That was a badass time
2: period. So, uh, (laughs) um Uh their song the was
3: somewhere in the air yeah. tonight, Phil Collins. Huh. Uh. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, someday I'm gonna have Emily on. We're gonna talk about um, from Feminine Critique. I'm, we're gonna dish on Days of Our Lives from the '80s. I think we totally. Would oh, talk- I <laughs>
3: can fill hours with that.
2: <laughs> I know you can. It's you know, so if I, I went to, to the like Days of Our Lives around, book
3: signing for the 50th anniversary and um, outside of Atlanta. Many times
2: where I can't host this show. You always can put that in your back pocket. you know what I'm saying? It's like I need to do that. I, I can
3: hold my yes. own.
2: <laughs> yes, you could, you could, you could. So all right. So I think we were uh, so I'm happy we're talking about mystery science Tutor three thousand and I wanna thank you, Aaron and uh and Eric for coming on. And I do thank Ron too. I just wish he didn't get so upset. Um <laughs> I don't sure, think he Ron realized see. I don't think he actually has listened to my show before or he would have not been as upset, I don't think. Anyway, um, we'll see what happens you know maybe now uh, maybe my show's going to be a pariah i don't know that's so. that's
3: no that's one of the that's one of the things that i and and you guys remember when we did the force awakens episode that i said that mm-hmm. i really can't stand in fandoms is that over critiquing of things just never Ooh. being happy with anything as you are the original well, to be able to look right. at things with a fresh eye and well, I mean, and kind of feel the nostalgia let yourself do it
2: yeah. oh absolutely The the Force Awakens was the New Hope. I was watching it, and I was like, "It's New Hope, just repackaged." But it's an update. Mm -hmm. It's not a remake. Mm -hmm. It's an update, and that's the point. It's an updated version of what we know, and they're just giving us what we want. That's what Disney knows what we want. Some people
4: still unhappy. (laughs) Yeah, and if you remember, as I reported,
5: and as I reported from Comic Con when they did the uh, the Force Awakens preview, they said. That uh, Force Awakens was going to be kind of the uh, reintroducing everything, and then the next two episodes are more of an arc.
2: Well, I I did watch the trailer right before we went on air because I had to make sure I did that because we should talk about mm. that right before we transition. It um, yeah. we're, we're, this is perfect. We got ten minutes till ten thirty, so this is absolutely perfect. So I did like the opening with uh, with the palm and the rocks. So I thought that was actually kind of original and cool. The rest of it I, I'm I'm still on the fence because I like to say I wasn't overwhelmed or underwhelmed by the new Star Wars movie. I did go see it twice in the theaters though. So there's that. Um so, you know, and I I, I liked it more believe it or not, I liked it more than Rogue One. I actually think the the first Star Wars really? movie is better than Rogue One. Yeah. Wow, wow. I I I, That's I, interesting. I I don't know if I, I, I have I agree. More fond of memory I have more fond feelings for it than I do uh, Rogue One. I think it, Rogue One, I, has, think it's, I, felt, I think it's one of the things with like Suicide Squad. I watched that movie knowing that there's a, a different, complete different edit. Same with Rogue One and wondering what the other edit must be like. Because this yeah. one is the, is the whitewashed, watered-down branding, trying to make everyone more human, you know, humanizing people, you know. It, it, they don't need to do that. You know, this is Star Wars. Star Wars has never been deep about characterization. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying?
4: Well, <laughs> it, yeah. It's not about I, I, given that, that the
5: first that. 20 minutes of Rogue One yeah. feels like the, the wait line for Star Tours. Yeah, yeah but at the
3: same time, they're trying to make you care a little bit before, you know, the, the ending.
6: It was like, know, I was, I, me was... Oh, but I I'm wanted sorry.
2: more battle. Because they took cut that shit down and give me more of the battle on the beach. That shit was, was awesome. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, loved it. The action sequences were pretty competent, but the rest of it wasn't so much competent. Uh, you know, it felt choppy. I thought there was moments in Rogue One that were interesting. Like I said, I like the idea of self taught Jedi because the Force is not mutually exclusive to the Jedi at all. Oh,
4: God, no. And I no. hate
2: that When people think that the force Is only can be wielded by Jedi It's a bunch of bullshit Anybody can tap into the force you know, so so the idea that this guy has been using the force in his own way to help him uh, fight—it makes total sense. And he's blind. The, the we know that the Jedi do it without their eyes open, so it makes you know it's really yes, plausible.
6: Just asking Jaris.
2: With a blind shield down, I
5: can't even see. How am I supposed
2: see, to how fight? how am I supposed to fight? Yeah. Okay. You, you know that the yeah, wine
5: is a, a,
2: a drink. That's a drinking game. You know that when when, when Mark Hamill with Skywalker. Wines in New Hope. That's one of the times <laughs> you have to take a shot. Is when he does with the blast you're down How about with to fight? But you got to drink twice. My favorite one. Well, I want to go to Tashi Station and get some power converters. Converter. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
2: So I always drink twice to that one because that's my favorite. Matter you fact, don't believe in the Force, it. do
5: you, Han? <laughs> I love, I love whiny Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker,
2: I I do. I love Mark Hamill anyways, because he's one of us. Actually, I'm looking forward to Mystery Science Theater 3000 so I can see him there. You know what? It's okay. This is a new version. It's going to not, you know, not everyone's going to love it. Harry Knowles has still come down that he doesn't like Mystery Science Theater 3000 because he thinks people should love the films without the filter. I agree with him on that. I agree with him on that, but I think there's room for both, honestly. That's how I've yeah. always felt about it. So, uh, But, yes, I, like I said, a real film geek watches the bad film. No, not the campy film, but the bad mm-hmm. film and sits through it once in a while. You don't do it all the time. But sometimes you have to watch that F- movie just to know that it exists <laughs> and what not to do. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. watch that movie. Watch that shit. All right, so but I'm oh. still not
5: watching any of those oh. 50 Shades of Grey things. I'm just not. Oh dear God, sorry. Oh,
2: they're not very good. They're poorly you can't directed. Make me. Mm-hmm. I, I won't. Well,
5: yeah.
2: watch Secretary sorry. again. That's what I just say. Yay, yeah. A good one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Watch Secretary again. I'll watch that shit all over again. Okay, we're gonna take a quick That's break. That's actually what um, I did do. <laughs> well, excellent. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and then we're going to bring on Queenie. She's on, on the hold. So yeah, I see you there girl. And, uh, and then we will um, come back and talk about Chiller and um, talk about my, my boy who passed away, uh, James Harris. We're going to talk about him for a few minutes and get a little bit off our chest. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. (laughs) you for waiting this is the sexy witches then we're at the 10:30 hour uh normally we'd be doing the community calendar but i did it tonight at the top of the hour uh because of lots of mitigating circumstances uh but just to remind people um this was supposed to be our second anniversary of our podcast tonight anniversary special and uh things kind of changed on us a little bit tonight uh and that's okay, because change is good, but maybe not this kind of change is good. But, um, so we're going to be a little bit more candid in a more serious tone for the next half hour. But before we get too serious, I do want to say that I, myself, and hopefully Erin Marie, should be down at up in Chiller Theater uh, this weekend in Parsiphone, New Jersey. Um, it's one of the bigger uh, media conventions in New Jersey I've never been uh, I was supposed to go once before, and have Asian I. circumstances uh, change that. Um, it's actually like not even ten miles from where I used to work in Morristown National Historical Park in um, Morristown, New Jersey. So very close in the northern New Jersey area. I lived there, and I lived in Bernardsville, which is not too far. Working for the National Park Service there. No, we didn't have a lot of money. I, and, my favorite place I lived in New Jersey was a place called Lake Hopatcong, which is actually northern New Jersey. Lake Hopatcong is a few miles from Camp Crystal Lake. Yes, back Camp Crystal Lake. Um, it's a really neat area. Uh, and there's like 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 the creepy stuff all over the place. There's uh, all sorts of great like uh, like animal cemeteries and a lot of horror history. Um, matter of fact, if you watch uh, The Bride of Chucky. I believe it is. It takes place in Hackettstown, New Jersey, Um, and that's because Mm -hmm. of the history of that area. And that brings me to um, my boy, Uh, my boy, James Harris. He lived in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Uh, And um, I I wanted to talk about my friend because this podcast would not be what it is without him. And a lot of people feel the same way as I do. I am sad, and, And by the way, Queenie, you're on. Welcome. Queenie oh, Todd, okay, my okay. other co-host from Seattle. Sorry, okay. I brought you on during the song. I I forgot to bring you on. I got all emotional. Um, but oh, yeah, okay, you're on honey. Queenie. <laughs> okay. um, so Queenie, welcome. This is my other co-host, Queenie Todd from Seattle. She does our Pacific Northwest reporting, but she took most of the night off, but she came to join us to talk about to uh, theater and to talk about my boy James Harris and what he means to all of us. Uh, now, I am going yeah. to actually write a real blog and talk about this in detail later. This is just a little bit, you know, t- just because we're all on the same, kind of on the same line together. We might as well talk all about it because we're, think- we're all thinking about yeah. it. We're all still raw about it. Um,
4: absolutely.
2: You know, we, we yeah. took a huge hit. Um, James Harris was one of the nicest people I've ever met. And that's not just like they always say that when people die. No, he really was. He was really nice. He was really, was really nice. Really kind. He was really nice. He was, nice. He was nice. Really, <laughs> really enthusiastic. And really, yeah. he was like, he he was one of those people when he realized He thought you were cool He just went feet first and said Hey, you're cool, let's do this together and he Yeah, exactly and he, you know, you know, he was just He did that to me that several way. times he was, he,
3: was <laughs> he, was, he was my first judge he On the, my, my first year of the madness oh, We had yeah. a lot of exchange He was such a great uh-huh. person
2: So oh, this and I met We, we traded a lot of
0: films <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. He loved it. Oh,
2: yeah. We we met online, and I met Queenie at the same time and Nathan Hamilton. I met all these folks kind of at the same time because we were all doing this thing called Horror Movie a Day, which were like these questions, and and we'd put them on the (laughs) blogs and post them. And James Harris' blog was one of the most unusually awesome blogs I'd ever read, Doc Terror's blog Mm -hmm. of horrors. I'm like, this guy can write and, and I was just, like, like, getting into the blogosphere. I was just learning how to do it myself. I've been doing it a little bit since for a couple of years. Madness was only a couple of years old at that time. I was still kind of developing it as it was going along. And, and so I ended up meeting some really important people in that circle, but in particular, uh, Queenie, Nathan Hamilton, and James Harris. And James Harris, like, <laughs> when he found out about my contest, this is how we started together. It was just like you know, it was just fun things, right? He, but he went all out. I don't know if you remember, mm-hmm. um, Camp Pack and Slash was my fourth year in. Um, that was in mm-hmm. two thousand, and um, my fourth year in that was a slasher year, and I had chosen slashers because I had. There's a, there's a couple of holes in my horror education at that time, which by the way are no longer there. Uh, one was <laughs> slasher movies. Um, the other was '70s Italian horror movies. Yeah, uh, guess who <laughs> that was, was the fun. expert in both of those film types of films? Oh yeah, Doctor. Uh, He knew that I was doing it because I had, even though I always considered myself classically trained, and I've seen a lot of horror movies already. I mean, I had. I'd seen a lot of horror movies. Just that, like, that period where I was growing up from 73 to, like, the (laughs) early 90s, I was a science fiction nerd and fantasy. That was really where I was. Horror movies, slashers. My parents didn't like those films very much. They liked classical, like Hammer, and I'd seen all those movies, yeah. like *Reptilicus*, for example, and another MST3K, *Earth versus the Giant Spider*. I know that movie by heart. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, I could, uh, you know, the, the, those films I had seen, but uh, there was like a big hole there, so. Uh, my friend, Freddie Young, I asked his help, and he was my first judge. But James came on as a contestant. And, oh, my God, yeah. he went insane. He absolutely went insane. He's like, I never thought about horror movie watching as endurance. That's what he first used to me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that sounds like him.
2: <laughs> yeah. So he started, like, and then oh, he, man. like, asked me at one point, because Nathan, I think, was on, too, at this point, and he goes, can we watch, Then they both come at me going, can we watch, if we get extra points, if we watch it all on VHS?
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, sure. So that's okay. where that yes. rule comes from.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I said, yes. I said, okay, because <laughs> that's ballsy. I, 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 well, yes, if you can yep. fill up enough madness points to be competitive, I will do that. And he was competitive. Man. He even made that first year a Russian roulette wheel. <laughs> and he put like his VHS on it and he would spin them. Wow. And he would randomly choose one to watch. Um, he would watch oh, them in his car while he was commuting to work that year. Uh, that's commitment. Yes, <laughs> he went he, he, like, his marriage with Nicole, they actually started fighting because he was watching so many movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, no, that's awful. Uh,
0: <laughs> he made the mind that's better. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: well, did. First of all, he came in second that year. Came yep. in second. Right behind to Titania T- Reddy, who was nobody was gonna catch Titania Reddy.
5: Oh he's dear like, God. He's
2: still like he's still like one of the biggest winners of all time. You know, T- Tanya and Newt White are like huge no, you can't touch yeah. those two people. Um so but James came in second that year and, and he also Designed a poster for me, which was a knockoff of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the first that was the first prize poster for the madness. So he actually took Aww. my little idea and pushed it farther. And with the help of Nathan and Freddie Young, and then Queen comes on the next year. I started evolving even more. It actually did, like. He was really one of the instruments to developing it. Matter of fact, he was so excited about the following year. He made that was the the classic Creatures year where we yes. were doing the original uh that he, he made an entire line of posters of classic yes, horror movies looking like the Beatles records for me. That was a gift. <laughs> I I them. Those but were they awesome.
6: They were amazing.
2: They mm. were amazing. And I and I vote and I had people vote for them and he did this thing for me and, and we voted and gave him uh and then frank browning who's also a good friend of james and is also someone i met through james uh who was mm-hmm. doing his 8-bit italian horror knockoffs and the 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 chris the, the you know the activision stuff which i should repost
4: He's very um, nice because they're just, they're
2: just so good uh, Frank Browning. That was I met him through through him uh, through James, and I developed a relationship. And he became my graphic designer for the madness, and he took James one of James. The, the winning uh, Beatles poster knockoff, and we made a really awesome poster that year. It's still one of my favorite posters. I, I love that poster that we made, and, and and Frank Browning has been doing my posters ever since, but James was still doing my team banners up until 2016, so he was, even yeah. when he was sick, he was helping with the madness, and that's what I loved about him. It's not what he was doing for me, is that he was just always trying to keep active, and really with his family, and his family, and, you know, and I met him in Person, um, you know, I was able to give him two of the posters he designed for me. I printed them out, made nice um, copies, and I gave them to him. And I was really awesome. happy. He was the first person I met in person in the Madness uh, during the Madness year. That was, remember, that I was starting yeah. to do uh, points for road trips. If you went and met that's other right. people that were participating, I think that was a brilliant you got idea, extra by point. Yeah, it, it worked. People yeah. don't need each other. And Dan I, I Harris it. was the was the first person maybe we could do a
3: 10th anniversary meet
2: <laughs> you know uh, you know and, and so James was the first person and James I met, is and, honor and, I met, and Nicole well I dedicate okay, this whole yeah anyway uh oh. but Nicole <laughs> was very pregnant with their his first child her second and and they'll go on to have another child and those kids are gorgeous and you know and they had an amazing family and we became real friends so here's a funny story um so we go we're supposed to go take them out to dinner to this really amazing mexican joint i know in new jersey yes i realize new jersey and mexican food isn't something that should sound like they go together trust me Dover is amazing. Uh, there's, there's, a mass, there's a restaurant called Azteca. It's better than anything I've had anywhere else on the East Coast. It is so fly. And I'm coming out as a Californian. So, you know, it was really good. Anyway, so I was really excited to take him there, right? Like, oh, because he loves Mexican food. Didn't even know about this place. Uh, we get there, and he's been inflating a, uh, <laughs> a swimming pool all day, and it popped right before we got there and the whole thing did this wave that went down and splashed into the house behind them but they were lucky because there was a pool and the pool was empty and it filled up their pool
4: and it <laughs> saved the house
2: it saved the other house the house got damaged so we ended up not being able to go because he had to stay here and deal with this crap but i got to give him his posters and, and that was great and and so we actually developed a relationship. It's not just a, like a working relationship, though. Believe me, writing partners are few and far between, uh, and, right. and that I value a lot. I mean, my God, you can write with people, but there's not a lot of people you can collaborate with on a regular basis like that, and, you know, yeah. and he was doing it with everybody. I mean, he had two podcasts and two websites. And... Yeah. Go ahead. i yeah, no. Just a I'm super fan. About. Go
4: ahead, guys. <laughs> He allowed um,
6: – oh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad he – Um. speaking of Italian horror, I'm so – like two years in a row he asked me if I wanted to write an article for uh, as Italian Horror Week, which you know, I was extremely honored that he let me do that for him. And then he came on back when – back in the Dollar Bin Horror Radio days, he came on when we – it was you, It was it was you, it was James, it was me, it was Rhonda, and we spent the whole hour – matter of fact, I was t- talking to Rhonda about this the other day. We were – when we were doing the name checks and everything, that was just, you know, so awesome. The man was just so pa- – I had never thought I would ever meet anybody so passionate about Italian horror. But then I met James Harris, you know, online. <laughs> Didn't get to meet him personally, and, personally and, unfortunately.
2: And I know that Eric Polk here loves – Suspiria. He absolutely adores Argento and Suspiria. I never really got into it. I loved Italian westerns. I've seen a lot of those. I've seen a lot of other Italian films. For some reason, I didn't have this, like, I had this hole where, where Giallo existed and he got me past my Argento. Like I was already a Fulte fan. Let's let's put that out there. Fulte already mm-hmm. rocked. I already I I had seen from, I'd seen Beyond the you know I'd seen the Beyond already. So you know if I you know so I I knew I had some experience. And Zombie is absolutely one of my favorite horror films of all time. Uh, but but he took me past that and showed me so much. Mm-hmm. And I wrote for him also. And, you know, it made me fall in love with Goblin. He's the reason why. I knew who Goblin was. I didn't understand Goblin until I listened to him. Um, What I was just playing was the Black Cat, Lucille Fulci. That was his theme song. Um, That was one of his favorite pieces. Uh, And, you know, and I think he actually single-handedly probably upheld Vinegar Syndrome, and the Horror Hudson show, and Exhumed, he loved Exhumed so much, like, he was, like, always busy, like, not only was he writing, and playing guitar, ladies and gentlemen, he played guitar, also, and when he couldn't speak for a while, that's what got him through it,
4: um,
2: and, um, you know, music was almost as important to him. Matter of fact, that's one of the things I loved about his blog is because he would talk about the soundtracks that went into all these horror films. Yes. And if it, if you if if it's still live, go look up his one about where he goes into each of the tracks on the uh Return of the Living Dead soundtrack, which is an extremely good soundtrack. And he talks about all the films and that. Uh, so uh you know, he, he he really knew his stuff and, and but he was such a Sweetheart, too, and his family like was great, and I really ache for Gary, his father, so much. And Nicole's family was always great for me, and 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 he even through the whole thing when he was starting to get sad, he was he wasn't actually sad. He was like you know, when, when I mean sad. His body was starting to ache on him. I don't mean he was sad. His spirit was strong through most of it. He was kicking ass, and for a while. I have some pictures. He was doing really, really well, and we thought for a while he was going to mm-hmm. actually beat it. And Ewing sarcoma, which is something I didn't even know it really existed until um, you know he got it a year ago, um, which is like a rare disease. It's usually young children get, and you know, but wow. like I've gone, I I don't even know where to begin on that. I mean, but he 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 left a big footprint, <laughs> a huge one.
1: Uh, yeah. And
2: and all these places. of fact, he loved Exum. He, he went to he went to all these things, right? Horror Hudson Show and Exum Twenty Four Hour Film Festival, and and he tattooed that shit on his arm. All right, he had two yep. tattoos on his arm. That mattered. And one of them was I approved of. Yeah, had the poster for Death Proof on one side, which, of course, is one of my favorite films. So we bonded on that, too. Um, and then the other side, he eventually gets 24-hour, he gets the Exum 24-hour Film Festival, which is one of his favorite things to do. Um, his favorite media convention was Monster Mania, and that was the last time I got to see him. He was sick, but he was able to be discharged right before it happened. And so I got to spend some time with him. we sat through two panels together with Danny Moz. Um and, uh, you know, including the Adam Green cane hotter pattern, which was phenomenal. And we all really enjoyed it. Uh, and so it was really good to spend time in, in, in his father. Uh, so, and, and I like that as my final memory of him. And that is good for, you know, that is good. It's the same in one of his mm. favorite places in the world. And it was. He loved Monster Mania. He talked about, even though Chiller is cool and he would go to Chiller, he always had a little more in his heart for Monster Mania. I think because it goes more straight horror. Chiller Theater is also a lot of retro stuff, like, like old sitcoms and like Petticoat Junction and things like that. Um, so, <laughs> um, Eric Polk, I was yeah. thinking about. Um, Trivia because we would often do trivia with him, mm-hmm. um, and and we would poor Jeopardy, which was mm-hmm. basically the three of us—myself, um, Eric, uh, James Harris, and Nathan Hamilton, the son of celluloid. But but I wasn't even like in their league really. I just kind of hold my own. Oh, I, but but James was James like was just a madman. He he like had the like he always said I was really good at trivia, but. His trivia, I don't even know. Like, he, he could tell you the the name of a, of a VHS and the three names that went with it and which edit that Arrow released in 1982, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was Dan Harris. Uh, so his trivia was awesome. So I was thinking about posting the Horror Jeopardy! as a special mm-hmm. at some point so people can hear them because I think they hold up. So that would be awesome. Um,
6: yeah, the second – the second, yeah, the great comeback, the great comeback. And um, the f- one thing I'm going to miss is I Nathan Hamilton and James never got their rematch. That, um, they never, I mean, got, I wish
2: the, never, never friends, got the rematch. Of all my friends, I met both of them in person because both of them mean a lot to me. And one of the reasons why they mean a lot to me um, was the year that my father was sick. And that would have been 2013. Um, when my, I, my dad was actually already sick. He'd been terminally ill for a long time, but at the end of 2013 in the summertime, he developed a bone cancer and I had to fly out and take care of him in the last month and a half of his life. I literally didn't sleep for a month. It was one of the worst times of my life. Um, and, um, I had it easy. <laughs> they were James Harris and Nathan Hamilton were there not only did they help me run the madness that year which was happening at the same time i had already started it it was already a go i already had people in it and i was like shit I, I can't just cancel this out. So he he and Nathan kept it, helped me keep it running for the whole thing, and uh, <laughs> you know, and that was a really tough year. That was the portrait of video nasty year. That was the year that James yeah. and I helped write that year, um, which was about was the brutal. 72 na- video nasty. It was a brutal but brilliant year. Um, it was yes. 72 films. That he had seen them all. He was the only person I had ever known at that point that had seen it all. By the end of that contest, five people had seen all seventy-two films, and that was amazing. Um, oh, yeah, you know, that, that was so, the year that he
3: was. That was the year he was my judge.
2: Yeah, he was an incredible judge. I and think he, that was my he, first he, year being a judge. Yeah, that was your first year being first a one? judge. It, it, yeah. it was. It was. It was an insane year, awesome. and and it was like I learned more. I, I more about history of horror on that. Um, yeah. Season than any other season. It was and a really
3: cool. good year to start.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, was, I learned was,
3: a lot that year too, and it was because of James.
2: It, it, yep. it James was the heart of that year. He really was. The heart he made of that my banners. He co hosted with me. He made our banners. Your banner. Your team martyrs banner. I actually uh, shared that with Tom today. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I. I, I gave. Sean Savage, who did podcasting oh, <laughs> with him, he um he asked for he's been asking for photographs, and I said, well, I have all this artwork that you know James did for the madness. Do you want it? And he said, sure. So I gave him that banner. I gave him all the artwork for madness. I'm like, do what you want with it, you know. So uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, I, I it, 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 you know, I'm still I'm actually kind of glad I'm gonna go up to Chiller because you know, it's not really appropriate to talk with people at funerals and I really want to talk to some of his friends beforehand and we're yeah. going to have time to do that at chiller. Uh, we already, um, I talked to his friend, Dylan, who's his best friend and he's going to be there and we're going to arrange a time to, you know, talk at the bar or something about it. Uh, you know, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be melancholy, but I think it's going to be a necessary trip to go up there. My best friend Kim's wife stayed with her the first night, and the second night we're at the host hotel. Uh, So I have a lot of friends there. Mm -hmm. They're all sad. They're all grieving. I mean, people. I'm really amazed how many, and I shouldn't be actually that amazed, but people I don't even know about suddenly coming out of the woodwork and are like really really are sad about James Mm -hmm. Harris, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, we all, family, uh, or family, you know. Mhm. You know, there's a lot of question if there's actually a horror community. And I don't know if there is oh, yeah. a horror community, but if there is, he was the heart of our community because his his he reached yeah. out to so many different parts of the horror community up sort up, up uh, in the P- Pennsylvania, in New Jersey, in New York, in the South. I mean he reached he, he his hands were in all the pots. You know what I'm saying? He was always there yeah. and it wasn't and it was always a reliable he was always following through he always finished his articles on time you know what I'm saying you know him and I could write together and we were like totally could pick up on each other's thoughts and say oh yeah that's a great idea you know you know he was just a really 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 good person and he was a complete package and and I'm never gonna forgive him I mean I, I I only knew him since 2011 it's 2016, in mm-hmm. that year, and and it seems like I do forever. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I'm really happy that you can hug right him. now. Oh, group hug. Uh, I know, okay. me too. <laughs> group hug. <laughs> group <laughs> how? So I should talk about group a how? Of things. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: We got about five minutes left, so I'm going to talk about a couple of quick things. Um, that are related okay. to um, to James. Okay, first of all, I'm going to let people know if they're listening. Um, his memorial service is going to be Saturday the 29th, uh, and it will be 11 a.m. to 2:30 at the Scalia Memorial Home in Hackettstown, New Jersey. So, uh, you know, it's online on Facebook. If you want to find it, you can easily find it that way. Um, they're asking a of flowers. And you donate to their GoFundMe page. They've had it for a while. Um, so you can look up the uh, the, the Harris Family uh, GoFundMe page, and I'll also repost that. So uh, if you want to donate something to the family, uh, that's you can do it that way. Um, there's other ways to help the family, and this is because James is a badass. Um, so people are dropping mini-memorials to him everywhere throughout the horror community, and it's so sweet. Um, so um, even though the, the, the event's the same day as the funeral, X-Fest is going to give them a shout-out, and I really appreciate that. Um, they're talking about uh, something in Alamo Draft Yonkers. It has not been announced officially yet. Um, Chad, his friend, is doing a fundraiser. or We're donating a bunch of swag raffles for a screening. Um, Splatterfest in September is going to dedicate their screenings to him. Uh, there's another one coming up that's also dedicating. Which one is it? I can't call up the the website right now. <sighs> What's the other one? Not the one in Yonkers. <sighs> I can't remember. A little mm. bit spacey. But anyway, there's, mm-hmm. so there's stuff everywhere. There is. There is ways to support him even if you can't actually come to the funeral or if you just want to, know, you know, ways to donate because a lot, like I said, he touched a lot of people. There's people that haven't ever even met him that are absolutely wrecked right now, and and they have, and we all feel that way, you know. And, and you know, it, it, you know, people say, well, you've never met them, it's not real. No, that's you know, I read, read a no, quote recently that says that the, the that what makes us different from the animals is that we can mourn people that we've never met. And I thought that was kind of (laughs) profound. (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's actually very, very profound. So um, any final thoughts before we go about anything at all? It can be, it doesn't have to be James, but we love you, James. And my condolences to the Harris family and to Nicole and Gary and everybody else. So we love you guys and the kids. Thank you for bringing us into your home. I really appreciate it. And I hope everything will be okay. Because it will be. Everything will be okay. Thank you. All right. So finish up, guys. Let's make it on a happier note. I'm going to go out with cannibalism, actually.
4: (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, we're
2: going to go out with cannibalism. Something about... Something about that just feels James appropriate right now. <laughs> I mean, James so, would um, Once again, I want to thank Ron Perty for calling, even though he got all pissed off at us. I don't think you realize what kind of formatting my show was. Um, and I want to um, thank Queenie, I know, for coming on and talking about James with us. And Aaron, thank you for being on the whole show. And Eric Polk and Aaron, thank you for mst 3 k We had some fun on that. So, you, you, know, you, it, you know, it was actually a really good show considering and you know, the show must go on and it always does and you know, know. you know, and here we are. But unfortunately, the show isn't going to go on because I might be in California um next the week uh, the week that I would be doing the show next. So, the, we might not have another show until late May. Uh like May, let's see. It would be May 23rd might be our next show. If it's not May 23rd, it will be May 9th. If I don't have to go out, we'll do a show May 9th. I have no idea what we'll do, but I did get an interview with Gregory Lamberson, the Slime King, uh, directed mm. Killer Rack. Um, so I might actually c- I'll cut that and put that there if, if we don't have a topic. Um, if not, we'll put it there. I can't wait to play that. Oh, excuse me. I can't wait to play that for you. Uh, but in the meantime, 23rd will be our annual Madness episode. We talk about this year's theme and the movie that won was Dead Alive. It'll be our our main central film that will influence the bonus points for the Madness this year. Um, and it also happens to be my favorite horror film, so thank you, Madness Maniac. I love that be my favorite horror <laughs> film. I kick out, uh, yes. ten- kick out for the Lord. My 10-year anniversary. Lord. So we love that. And everyone so there's some positive happy things and the show must go on and we'll see you guys in a, in a few weeks I'm going to leave you guys with one of my uh, with another piece from this is from Cannibal Holocaust which is one of his favorite uh, James's famous soundtracks so we're going to leave you with the theme to Cannibal Holocaust so good film hunting and blessed be good night everybody thank you for listening mm. good night